Got Your Ears On is brought to you by Tactical Legion 9. All right, everybody. Hello and welcome to this week's episode of Got Your Ears On. Guido here along with Scoop. Ugh. And Johnson. We got a few things to talk about, boys. Yeah, guys, uh, a lot, a lot to talk about. So, WVU, uh, last we left you previously on Got Your Ears On, uh, WVU, we were waiting to see where we're going to get, you know, we had we had heard that we would turn down going to uh, one of the invitationals. We were waiting to see if we got an NIT bid because Shane Lyon said, well, if we get an NIT bid, we'll go. We did not get an NIT bid. Everything for WVU men's basketball shut down, Johnson, and then the week just caught on fire after that. Yeah, then the news, I feel like, really began. So um, I guess we heard on the 13th that we didn't qualify for the NIT, like you said, since Shane Lyons said uh, he gave the CBI the Heisman. Uh, that <laughs> meant there was no more games to be played, which I thought was interesting because that was on the heels, just to recap a bit. So like you said last time, just to recap a bit, Hugs had said, look, we got more games to play. Let's go play some games. There's probably a trophy out there we can still bring home to the state. And the guys want to play. Yeah, guys want to play. They said they want to play. We'll play. Um, Lions cuts that off a little bit. And then the NIT extends no invitation, which, Scoot, I mean, to a team with a losing record, we weren't surprised by it. We thought maybe the cachet of hugs and Big 12 and selling tickets in the Coliseum might entice uh, some invitational tournament. I I was hoping invites, but uh, I I will be blatantly um um what's the word I want to say? I will be blatantly honest. I guess this episode, I didn't really want to see us get a bid because I didn't want to see this team play anymore. Um, I was kind of glad that we didn't. We said we weren't going to take a CBI. Like I'll be honest again today. Maybe honesty is the the key for tonight's show. Um. I don't know any of the teams that are in the CBI. I don't even know when that was selected. Don't know where I'd be able to watch that on TV. I'm sure there's some place. Um, right. I don't even – I. it's to me not even – I'm glad we said we weren't going to do that because it seems like it was a waste of time anyway. Well, and, and I think it was like 60 grand. It was like 60 grand to just go and play the first round of the CBI. And so it was, you know, there was a money factor in there, which is, I think, why Shane Lyons, you know, kind of jumped off saying, hey, it ain't happening. So but anyways, so from there, you know, we don't get in a tour. We don't get any tournament invite. We don't get we, we got nothing. We don't get we get we get the old no, no, no soup for you. And not shortly thereafter, Johnson the transfer portal madness starts to happen Wednesday. Yes. And it just goes kind of downhill from there. Yeah. So the funny thing, Guido, is people on Mountaineer Twitter start tweeting about, okay, let's build this roster. Okay. Here, there are now, uh, there's a, a account at Verbal Commits that kind of tracks this stuff that I think is interesting. At least earlier in the week, it was noting 300 plus names now listed in the transfer portal that thing's updated daily so people started talking about uh let's see we had uh Jalen Llewellyn at Princeton is available um Ethan Bach was tweeting that if you're not following him you probably should and people were like okay let's switch gears now and see here are the holes to fill let's start looking at people who are available and then 
Uh, we have the announcement starting first with Jalen Bridges, who scoot. We went through, I think, two episodes, and we said, uh, "Who do we think would stay? Who do we think would go?" Jalen Bridges for Guido and I were like a sixty forty. Like we thought it was very, very, very possible, but we were hoping that was probably the sixty ish percent of our prediction is he would stay. Pepperoni rolls, Fairmont. Let's keep him in the fold, right? Right. On on the 16th, he tweets out a thank you, Coach Huggins, and the rest of the staff for giving me the opportunity to play for and represent West Virginia. I appreciate everyone in the Mountaineer basketball family, teammates, and Mountaineer Nation for the continuous support over the years. With that being said, Scoot, don't you always love like a bunch of positives? Yeah. Then with that being said, comma, and that comma is like if if Jalen had it's gloves, like <laughs> you know, like the old French like slap slap across your face. Like the the comma is those gloves like challenging you. With that being said, slap, I believe it's in my best interest to enter the transfer portal. My recruitment is now open. So I even respect though, my decision. Right. God's yeah, plan. Right. Hashtag <laughs> hashtag pepperoni rolls yeah. or something. So hashtag respect my decision. I, yeah. I just thought, even though I thought, man, I, I think that's really in the realm of possibility. When I saw this tweet, uh, and friend of the show, uh, Brent Solheim actually passed that along to me first. That's where I saw that first. So I think everyone was kind of seeing it at the same time. I was still super shocked. So I don't know how you guys felt, but it, seeing it like confirmed, I was like, oh man, that's that feels bad. Well, and I think what made it even shocking or more shocking was, I don't know, that tweet came out and not even 15 minutes later, Johnson it gets thrown out there because Isaiah Cottrell is no longer on Twitter. He backed off of Twitter for personal reasons, but it comes out on Twitter that he's now entered himself. Cause you know, I guess how it works is, and I learned this this week that usually, you know, you have to by like nine or 10 AM in the morning, notify the NCAA on your attentions and right. it gets put in and like, so the school, Coach Huggins, Shane Lyons, you know, who was ever in the athletic department, they probably knew in the morning, 10 a.m., they probably knew. Uh, you know, so within the span, Scooty, of like 30 minutes, you have these two guys who we thought were going to be the backbone of the team or had the possibility to be the backbone of the team in 2022-2023 have now entered the transfer portal. Yeah, I, well, I had kind of predicted that I thought Jalen would go, and I thought Isaiah might stay. Um, I, I apparently was 50% correct. Yes. Uh, Jalen. Well, and Scoot, Guido and I were the other way. We, yeah, like, right. I, we were the other way. So I think, you know, we were both a little mixed. Um, I'm not surprised. I guess I wasn't surprised. What I, for me, it was more so a validation of my own thoughts about the program. Yeah. And that there's big 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 problems afoot and we can go on twitter and and read all the the twitter comments from the people that are following wvu about how um you know it's it's the uniform it's the school you're supposed to cheer for it's you know it doesn't matter who's here we're still gonna die golden blue and all of that stuff that's that's great if that's how you feel but there's a problem like so there's there's an issue because i know there are transfer portal issues with other teams but right now we're looking at what five returning players from last year's team one of them is a 
so-so point guard who, I mean, he averaged 5.3 points a game. Yeah, That's what we have right. coming back. Kedrian. 5.3 points a game. So Kedrian did announce, hey, I have unfinished business, so we know Kedrian's right. coming back. Right. And then we've got four freshmen who will be sophomores. Well, I guess technically two will be sophomores. Two, two will probably two will be, be sophomores. Yeah. Two will be redshirt freshmen, which is like Bob Huggins has even said, I think. I don't think it was Bob Huggins who said redshirts are kind of becoming a thing of the past. Um, yeah. Because the transfer portal makes it so that you don't want to redshirt anybody because they'll leave on you. Right, right. Um, I, And then you look at the five we have coming back. We have three guards. A uh, 6'7 guy named Jamel King, who I don't know if he's an outside shooter, an inside scorer. I don't, we didn't really get to see a lot of him. And James Oconquo, who's 6'8, who had like a bad foot. And from everything that we ever hear about, he's great in practice, but uh, the four minutes that we got to see him play this season really didn't show us any of that. Yeah, I was just going to say, Scooty, that like whatever happens next year is happening next year. Like, I think what I'm more concerned about is what's going on now like you you, okay you got a guy you got two guys that have some sort of west virginia roots a little bit with them you know isaiah cattrall he played where beckley prep is that Uh, where huntington Huntington prep sorry and you and then i mean and for me and granted, I know I'm a Fairmont guy, born and raised. I was a polar bear. Jalen was a polar bear. It hurts. It hurts, man. And like this is where my problem is right now. Is like take away everything else. Take away whatever's gonna happen next year, whoever we get for transfers, whatever the NCAA's doing, the transfer portal, this, that, the other. Jalen Bridges puts out on Twitter when he leaves at one point. He did his whole announcement thing, Johnson, but later on he had a tweet where he was like, happiness is greater than the nil yeah so it's it for him it's not about money right so for him it's about something else and so now i'm starting when he put that tweet out and then you saw a couple of other former wvu players tweet out things you saw emmett matthews tweet out something johnson that was like oh here we go you saw a couple of other you know i think culver tweeted out a very cryptic sort of weird. I'm Gulf, not I, golfers is cryptic because I'm not sure. I I don't know who types his stuff. I, sometimes <laughs> I feel like he might use his toes, but here's my thing, Scooty. Like this is where I'm frustrated about it is there is a problem and there were leaks out of the program this week. Is it Larry Harrison? Is it the, is it, you know, who's getting in the game? Who's not getting in the game? The problem Practices. Is, here's the problem. I'll, I'll tell you what the problem is. The problem is the staff, right? The staff is stale. The staff has been I'm with you. for a long time a bunch of guys that are Huggins disciples yes. who don't really question anything and they just kind of do what they're asked to do or sometimes they kind of do what I guess they think is best uh, according to what Huggins would want. And you don't have anybody hungry. There's nobody hungry for their own job. Eric Martin, I guess, might be the hungriest of them and he gets mentioned occasionally for other jobs. But he's not actively seeking, I don't think, a bunch of other but jobs. But I think, it's Scooty, I think Eric Martin's probably, of all of them, and I, I don't know this, and we're not there, and we're just speaking from what we feel or what we think we see. I think Eric Martin's probably the least of Huggins' concerns on the staff. I agree. I agree with but don't that. You, don't you think, though, just to step back for a second, because since this, 
now you have these two divergent conversations on Mountaineer Twitter. One is uh, these guys are soft and you can't let what people say on Twitter dictate what you what you what decision you make to stay or go right and then you have other people saying like well these people on you know the toxic side of our fan base you know because guido you reminded me like right there's no i i was like oh yeah that's that's interesting that uh uh, jalen did his announcement on twitter isaiah didn't and then you reminded me i forgot just in the scheme of things i forgot that isaiah just decided i'm not going to be on twitter anymore because i've gotten so much hate right and so to me i think someone someone else i follow had tweeted like look if you think guys change schools because of what someone said on twitter i think you're out of your mind and i i I sort of veer in that direction because uh, to me, these decisions skewed. I l- let me get this off my chest because I, I want to throw something out there and I, I want to see what you guys think. Like to me, these decisions are not made in the first week of March, right? These decisions aren't made when the NIT says, Hey, we're not inviting you. They're not made when the tournament starts, right? We didn't make the tournament. They're made right. in an airport in West Texas somewhere in the middle of February when Hugs has spent three weeks in a row telling Tony and everyone else in the media how awful you are, how you won't work, how you won't get in the gym, how your friends that arrived at the team through the portal are worthless well, and, and you did a bad job right. in the portal and you're not playing like and so it's an and it, it's an and Guido just allow me one sec it's an and I know like and the rotations are ridiculous, right? And you sit, you you start, but then you sit half the game because the because we have to try to play twelve people, and it's the worst attempt at an offensive play style we've seen in years, and 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 the people on Twitter are yelling at me, right? It's not like it's not like I think people are being way too like they're trying to assign a blame to this, and for some reason we've decided that the coaching staff cannot be blamed. Right, that that's annoying right. to me. Well, and here's the thing, Johnson, and there's a lot. I and don't get me wrong, I agree with you. And there's a lot that goes into this. You know, I mean, the way that they've changed the transfer system in general, like you don't sit out anymore. That's changed it. The name and likeness has changed it, even though it appears in WVU's case, it, it's not a factor. But whatever, like, I think the problem is, and 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 I'm gonna say this, and I didn't want to. I, I guess this is a little premature for what I wanted to talk about, but like. On top of everything else this week, when you look at the basketball side of thing, then Nick Troy Fortune throws his name from the football side, you know, a defensive back that was going to be a starter, was a starter previously. He throws his name in the transfer portal. And now I'm starting to look at the whole athletic department as a whole. And this is, you know, I listen to a lot of WVU podcasts. I read a lot of WVU, you know, sports websites and, you know, everything from, you know, sites that people care about to sites that people think are crazy. And I mean, none of them are talking about, and I think my problem is, is this is a top-down problem. And where, you know... (laughs) Where is Shane Lyons in this whole situation? Well, I like I like where you're going. I guess I would just ask you: Do you think to me it feels very different? To me, to me, these basketball transfers feel like I don't think it's too much to ask that I am able to enjoy my basketball experience and be successful and have fun and want to be here. That feels like basketball transfers, football transfers. And I I know we'll get there when we talk football, but I'm glad you brought it up because football transfers feel like 
greener pasture attempts. Yeah, but football I, football transfers to me feel like I can I can do better somewhere else, whether it's nil or whatever, whatever they think it is. These basketball transfers feel like getting away from just a gloomy, no fun. Like well, who's inspired I, I, by the coaching staff, right? Like, look, I love hugs. Okay. So this isn't like a diatribe on hugs, but just if you take your emotion as a West Virginian out of, out of the mix for a second, like right. w- who's motivated, who's inspired, who watches those post games, who watches the product on the court and is inspired by any of that. It just, it looks like no fun whatsoever. Scoot. Well, I, I'm so I'll, I'll go to Guido's thing, but I'll first I'm going to go back to where you were at, Johnson. You were right in that this stuff wasn't decided this week or even the week before. It wasn't decided at the conference tournament. It was decided probably back in December when we started hitting that non or that conference schedule. And after those games, first couple games when, you know, in the in the locker room, Coach Huggins is ripping. Some of the other coaches I'm sure were ripping. You're on a bus coaches might be ripping so you know you're having those conversations that are not pleasant those guys are thinking okay listen in their minds and i don't know this but i'm we're gonna we're gonna try to do our best to to guess what they were thinking listen if things don't change here in the near future i'm gonna start looking and if if it seems like it continues like why would i stay so that's when that's when guys start thinking okay listen you know, I got ripped this game. We got ripped this game. We play again. We're getting ripped again. I'm trying hard, but I'm. it's not everything I try isn't because it wasn't lack of effort, right? I don't know that anyone ever faulted us for lack of effort. It's just we were poor on execution, and some of that is uh, the game plan. Like, let's have but, Taz but here's and, the, but and here's Sean thing, dribble Scooty, for got, days. <laughs> but, but, yeah, but, Scooty, I don't even know if it's game plan. Like, I think this is a – and this is where I'm trying to get at with it. Like, do I think Coach Huggins, do I think that, you know, Ron Everhart and Larry Harrison and Eric Martin, do they know basketball? Yes. Do they know how to coach basketball? Absolutely. They wouldn't have gotten to where they are if they didn't coach basketball. This – this is a cultural problem. I agree. This is this is not a problem with did they did they try hard enough? Did they not try hard enough? And the problem is is like in previous years, and I'm sure if we had Brent Solheim back on, which he will come back on someday, I hope. Uh, if you're listening, Brent, we'd love to have you back. <laughs> uh, just to reach out. I mean, just to let you know. But uh, but anyway, like I'm sure in those days, those guys got frustrated. But, like, they didn't have in, – in today's world, with the way transfers work, with the way name and likeness is now, transferring – leaving a school is so much easier than it was 20 years ago. No, I know. And, and I, I totally agree. And, and so, you're right. And so Huggins' problem is – and this is and this is where I'm going to put it back on Bob Huggins. Like, take everybody else out of it. Larry Har- They don't like the way Larry Harrison does the rotations. That's fine. Whatever. Take Larry Harrison out. Huggins' problem is is he's not adapting the culture of the team to what today's world in NCAA Division I basketball is. And that's where I think the problem is, guys. And so I'm not I'm not saying that we need to put Huggins, you know, out to pasture. I'm just saying that like it's a cultural problem. And he it, he needs to either learn to adapt or we have to adapt if we want to compete. And, and that's where I that's where Guido, I'm frustrated. It is a Shane Lyons. It's a Shane Lyons problem ultimately, right? It is. So if Shane Lyons isn't 
pushing this cultural change because of, I mean, I would think he of, of all of the people within the school have the best uh, finger on the pulse of NCAA athletics because he's probably a part of a lot of different committees and things. It's, it's ultimately um, up to him to kind of shepherd the athletics program. And in, in this case, football and basketball are the two big money winners, right? They're the two one, yep. two sports that all the eyes are on. Yep. And if he's not stepping in and, and inserting his, or I shouldn't say inserting, asserting his, his will in, in the programs, and he's just letting them kind of do their own thing, then then it's on him. And I'll even go one farther, and I'll say to, to, to Gordon Gee, who also for a university president is very involved in athletics. I know he's been very involved in like uh, college football playoff and, and all of yeah. that kind of stuff. Absolutely. I would think that he would have to be looking at Shane Lyon saying, hey, Shane, we need to to make a push here because right now the university is taking a couple of L's here on the chin uh, publicly. Yeah. And at some point it's going to hurt us financially because people, I, I, it's bizarre to me that we were selling out in the season that we had. I think people just wanted to get out of the house. That's a COVID thing. At some point it's going to catch up and people aren't going to just come out to watch watered down product against a fairly stout league, both in football and in basketball. And we're going to become kind of an also ran if we don't do something yeah. quickly. Yeah. And I think there's no, there's also no way though, that hugs is having fun. Like Guido, I you're, you're not wrong about Shane Lyons, but like from a ba I mean, we're talking basketball from a basketball culture. You can't like, you can't watch Oscar go be player of the year right. with Kentucky. You can't watch Culver walk away from basketball. You can't watch Teddy buckets go to New Mexico state. Now look, Teddy's on like his 92nd team, right? I get like each of these guys, you can take each of these on their, on the face and have a whole conversation about, I, I get it. Right. I'm not, I'm, I'm generalizing, but I'm just saying you can't retain any of that talent and make something out of it. Like what to, to me, it's like people want to get away so fast when they have the opportunity that it you're, I think you hit it on the head when you said there is just a cultural issue. Right. And now. Scooty to add on to it, Scooty to add on to what you were saying though, about Shane Lyons. And this is where, and, and, and here's the thing you were right. The school has taken a lot of L's this week. There's been a lot of hits and losses and to add on to all of the other problems on top of that. Like, so you talk about football, you talk about basketball. I mean, football has been a mess now for months, basketball now, you know, turned into a mess the last two months. And then on top of everything else, Mike Carey for the women's retires. And, and, and granted, Mike Carey's been with the program for 21 seasons. He has almost 500 wins. He's a winningest, you know, he'll go down and it'll be a long time before there's anybody who passes him wins. But on top of all of that, the women get an invite. They, they, they get passed over on the March Madness women's, you know, the women's NCAA tournament. They get an invite in, to the NC or to the women's NIT, and then Shane Lyons comes out and says, "No, we're not going to do it. It costs too much money." I mean, he didn't say it costs too much money, but essentially that's what he said. And they don't go to the NIT. They say, you know, they get the auto for the NIT. They don't go. Two days later, Mike Carey, who has been a great coach for women, for, I mean, he's really turned that WVU women's program, Scooty, into a solid program producing WNBA players. He announces re his retirement sort of out of left field. Yeah, I don't, so I wonder 
when that came out, I, I did kind of wonder, like, which came first, the chicken or the egg? Did he say he was going to retire and maybe he didn't make that public yet? And that's why they decided they wanted to not do it. I, you would think they would still want to do it, though, almost like kind of like uh, one last right. hurrah. Especially um, if they knew he was. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. Like, if they knew he was going to retire. Right. If they knew sh- if they knew Mike Carey was going to retire, they would have said, oh, well, let's let him at least go to the NIT, have like one last hurrah. Maybe he pulls it off. Maybe he wins it, gets a couple more wins under his belt, whatever it might be. Right. Instead, they announce they're not going, and he retires two days later. Yeah, it's a weird one. And this is where I'm. This is where I'm. I, and I'm tired. Like, great. Listen, I think that we've been sitting here the past, you know, whatever it is, year and a half, and we've pointed the fingers at COVID, and we pointed the finger at Neil Brown, and we've point and and we've pointed the finger at Hugs and his staff, and I'm starting to have a problem with Shane Lyons. I'm starting to have a problem with. The direction the athletic department as a whole is going. You know, Randy Maisie's doing great. Randy Maisie wasn't a Shane Lyons hire. You know, and I granted there are some good hires in there, Scooty. You can have that argument sure. with me. I know soccer's a great hire. I, I know there are other things. There's a and I know Shane Lyons is a West Virginia guy. He's what? He's from Parkersburg, right? So like there's a lot, but there there is an overarching problem at the university this isn't just Guido doesn't it doesn't it feel too like to me it you bring up Shane Lyons I think it's a good segue because it feels it felt disjointed last week when we were we were talking about hugs saying look we've got more there's other tournaments out there we've got more ball to play I asked the guys if they want to play they said yes we're going to go play then on the heels of that, Shane Lyons says, well, you're not going to play in the CBI. Like, that feels very right. – like, you would have thought Hugs would have never made – like, right. he, they'd be a little more lockstep. I mean, let's not read too much into that, but that feels weird. It feels disjointed. And then this Mike Carey retirement is is really weird because in that announcement, Shane Lyons cites players set to hit the transfer portal as one of his reasons and i'm i'm with you i would think you'd want your outgoing coach that's won what 400 plus games you'd want you'd want that person to have a final postseason let's let's celebrate you know one last time in march with with coach carry so that feels so weird to me and again disjointed so i i don't know what to make of all that but i think it it makes for an end a really odd, weird end. And I'm sure Mike Carey would have wanted to have that end in a different fashion, I would think. Right. Um, also weird is I believe his son is on the staff. Um, so what happens to something like that? Does When he retires and they bring in a new coach, I imagine his son, I think his name's uh, Craig, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, so does he, I guess he's out of a job. Would be my, you know, unless the athletic department were to offer him something within. Um, so that's kind of another wrinkle in all of this. Not that it's a, a big factor or not, but just kind of unusual. Um, going back to the the Huggins and Shane Lyons and all of that, right? So if if we continue to try, if Huggins isn't willing to change, because he's going to have to change something, right? He can't continue to say, well, I'll fix it and then keep everything the same, the same static. And and then think just because he brought in different people that that ought like different when I say bring in different people, athletes, players, right. that that's automatically going to fix all of the, the problems because there's obviously more than just personnel on the court issues. Some of it is, 
is like Johnson said earlier, we play 12 guys. Look at every great basketball program in America, all the blue bloods. Tell me which ones of those are playing 12 guys every game. Yeah. When you're not playing. Very few. And we don't play a style that needs to play 12 guys. Yeah, it's very weird. And don't you think, we we were talking earlier in the week, what my fear is too, Scoot, is to me this kind of thing takes on an inertia of its own, right? Like we're sitting here just saying that Kobe Johnson, Seth Wilson, Jamil King, James Oconquo, like, okay, well, at least they'll be back and then we'll add some parts. I don't even know that you can really make that assumption do you like i i think this stuff takes on a mind of its own where if you're these remaining guys i think i think these transfers start to create this inertia where like maybe you weren't even thinking about it but you don't want to be in they may go out yeah you you don't want to be the guy that didn't look for options or stay and then this is a you know like well let's say we start to bring in some guards and and, you know huggins or the staff make very positive comments about them when we get them in, you know, is Kobe and Seth, are they going to stick around and say, you know what? Uh, they're probably going to play these other guys. Like, I don't, you know, are they, I don't know their relationship with the coach. I just staff, think this but, thing takes on a, like an energy of its own. Like it, you just, I now you just have this culture of a revolving door. And I, that's what I, that's what I worry about. The, the only one I feel really good about staying. And I don't know really why I think other than the fact that I read something, about his dad wanting him to redshirt all along was is Oconquo because he was way Oconquo, young. Oconquo, yeah. He was like 17 the whole season. So my guess is he stays. But don't you but think, Guido, before we leave this, don't you think that on the basketball side, now I, I, we, we should probably talk football too because Nick Troy came out of nowhere, but on the football, on the basketball side, rather, doesn't this feel like something hugs and staff i mean I, shane lyons aside but hugs and staff could could affect immediately like we were joking that hugs is hugs is on tnt this week right over the weekend yeah talking about games he's on with uh he's on with frank martin and we were joking like well maybe while they're there hugs can just ask frank to join the staff and we were joking about that <laughs> but like I feel like after I thought about it, I was like, that's actually a great, like, uh, yeah, you know what? It'd be awesome. Yeah, it would actually, great. it would it probably inject some energy. Like, it just feels like on the basketball side, you could write the ship. We've talked about it before. You need five to seven guys and you need, you know, like get the energy back in the other direction, get this inertia back in the other direction. Football feels, football feels different to me. Well, and, and here's the thing, Johnson, like right now, I mean, it's, and yes, Huggins is on TBS. He's, you know. And, and I'll say this, Huggins is funny. Huggins is pretty funny when he's on TV. I mean, he's dry. But, it's a recruiting you know, tool. Let's be honest. Huggins great, does not it's have a great the personality re- that says, hey, I want to be on TV. He's not seeking these opportunities out. He's been asked to do this. And in the back of his mind, or maybe it's even Mrs. Huggins, his wife, saying to him, listen, <laughs> you need <laughs> to get out Huggins. there and do this because it might help you bring some, you know, it could, I, it could well, be I the difference. I, I think it's the school, Scooty. I think the school's saying it. But here's the thing. Like, we know for a fact that Huggins is doing his TV thing now for March Madness. But we also know for a fact that all of the staff – all of the coaching staff is out doing recruiting right now. There are some that are where I think in Kansas doing the national, you know, JUCO tournament that's going on. Cause you know, the way JUCO does their, their March madness, you know, big quote, air quotes, March madness, they, they all come to one place and do it. So it's like a week and a half of like, well, and we've seen some offers come out of that. Yeah. And so I guess my question is, though, is what we haven't heard is any changes in the coaching staff. 
We haven't heard anything about, and I know it's early still, and I know you usually don't hear that until after the NCAA tournament's done, but all those guys are out on the road right now. It's, it, you know, I, I, from a basketball standpoint, I'm starting to become concerned because, Johnson, wasn't there a, a stat or something that said, you know, there have been, like, how many transfers over the past, you know, five seasons? Like, there's been all of this, like, People are leaving. I think the Culver, stat was like Schwebe. there was some weird stat where uh, there's only been two guys that have lasted four years. Yes. Yeah, and I it was think, Route and Harler. Yeah, I think Josh. Uh, so Josh Witt over on Unreasonable Doubt. I think Josh had tweeted out that I think in like Hug's entire tenure at WVU, he's only had sixteen players, I believe, go through the process as four year players through the program and that is really weird i think like you said scoot i think he cited the last two uh were logan and chase harler so i i think it's i think it's one of those things where like i don't know that you definitely need four-year guys all the time i think that's a rarity now anyway like i think we're probably naive if you think you're going to get a parade of four-year guys through the program but correct but i think like right now you're not not to repeat myself, but I just think you've now created this culture that is like, I mean, look, I'm a big proponent of, I hate the big 12. Anyway, I like big 12 basketball, but I mean, if you're going to be in this weird geographical fit, it has to be a miserable experience. Like you were kind of alluding to when you're, when you're sitting in like the Lubbock airport and hugs has told you, he hates you for the 15th time. And like, you're thinking of what schools recruited you before. Yeah. You're you're like, God, this is miserable. We've heard Brent talk about, that kind of situation where he got, you know, kind of uh, had some strong conversations with, with coach Catlett and he's thinking to himself, okay, I wonder if uh, this school that offered me might still be interested. And, you know, those types of things start going through your mind. Like there's gotta be something better. Let me talk to my buddy that plays at this school and see what, if if he's got the same kind of stuff going on. And I'm going to go back exactly to what you were saying, Scooty, like we're going to go back to Jalen Bridges and you look at Jalen Bridges. He's a guy who grew up wanting to be a Mountaineer. He's a guy who grew up 15 minutes away from Morgantown. He probably went to a million games as a kid watching Huggins coach, you know, and and you look at like the football side of things and you look at the Stills brothers, you look at Zach Frazier, you look at all these other Fairmont senior guys who have, you know, yes, there are problems with the program, but who have stayed in, in Morgantown. Jalen jumps ship. Well, you know? it started and to go got- bad for me with Jalen when his dad started tweeting on his behalf. That's when I started to think, okay, is this like a D'Angelo Hunter type situation where dad's now going to start to get on social media and, you know, and, and make comments like, Hey, we were expecting this and we're getting that, you know, we're, we're getting something different than what we expected. And you started to see a little bit of that. Well, Guido, me. what do you think? I, I wonder just if we could talk really quick, do you think I have an opinion on these two in particular, who I think this will be probably a good move for and who I think it may not be a great move for. And I, I'm curious to see what you guys think for, for Isaiah and for Jalen. I, I think it's, well, hearing from some of the, the stuff that we've been hearing about the schools that have shown interest, apparently it's going to be a good move for both of these guys because I didn't really expect yeah. them to both get the the Power 5 interest that they're both getting. Uh, shoot, I think John Flowers tweeted that uh, Isaiah Cottrell is going to play in the NBA or something at some point. I think it was John that said that. So 
well, it, it's, and there have been a lot of there's been a lot of Big Twelve talk for Isaiah Cottrell. That's the other thing that yeah, scares me. A that would be bit. a kick in the pants there, for sure. There have been some. There have been some other, and I mean. Uh, JB's got a couple of Big Twelve teams on his list, but I mean, again, JB's got some big teams on his list too. I mean, I I, I think that, that that's what kind of you know kicks me a little bit. That's a real kick in the junk, guys. Is like, you know, if we then lose these two guys and we face them in conference next year, like that's you know, I don't know. I I think I, I think my the the problem I'm having right now is is that. I hate to lose players. You know, we've gone the NCAA has changed. You know, there there are no more Brent Solheims, Pat Whites. There are no more, you know, uh guys that are going to stay for 4 years and there are no more Owen Schmitz. There are no more guys that you fe- I don't think that exists anymore in the NCAA. I don't think it does. I don't think that's going to happen well, again. Well, I I think lifetime. it exists. I just think it has to be I think it has to be a place that is a magnet for those guys. I think that I think that exists. I think I don't I think mean, it, I don't think I don't think it Drew, exists for Widow WVU. Drew Timmy is working on a PhD. Apparently, I mean he's been yes, at Gonzaga for like eighteen years or something. So, like I think it exists, <laughs> but I think guys like look if you're eighteen or nineteen, I just think ice ice. What's that guy's name from Ohio? Uh, oh, ice Oklahoma likely. State. Yeah, ice, ice likely. likely. Ice, yeah. yeah, I yeah. I think. I think that exists, but I think you have to be a magnet for that stuff. I, have, I think you have to be incentivizing guys to see the quality of your program, the culture that's there, the way people fit, the way people have fun, the way they they are. You know, they're they like it's you can see it easily how productivity and success and hard work equals you know this this stuff in a Power Five conference. I think right now, like. Scoot references it all the time. If you go back to all, like, I feel like we've been living a bit. I mean, uh, it hasn't completely repeated itself, but I feel like we're living a bit in the same fashion since 2013 of this, like, rinse, lather, rinse, repeat. I'll fix of, it. Yeah, but I, I don't, I mean, that's a, yeah, I'll I'll fix, fix that's a terrible like culture. I'll fix Come it. on. Yeah. But I, I don't I don't think that it's been this bad. And I mean, Johnson, you and I've been, you know, we're fans in perpetuity. Scooty's a twenty five plus year fan now of WVU sports. Like, I think the problem I have with it is is I've never felt or seen it this bad. Promise was on the horizon, right? So you had Yes. You had uh in the last time we had to fix it, we had um Derek Culver and Jordan McCabe stepped up their freshman years and, and saw increased minutes. And right. we thought, okay, maybe this will be a good duo moving forward. We can kind but of build off of even at that, Scooty, like take all of that apart. Like, What do we have to build off Not of? even that part of it. You you never felt like – the I never felt like the people who were leaving or the problems were – the fact that it was oh right right WVU like, was a terrible place to right. be and that's what it is now like that's what it feels like, like. when Dalton Jaylen Pepper made me and, feel like when Jabari Hines WV- left and Keaton Miles I wasn't right. really worried I was like All right, see you later like even when go. even when Teddy Allen left like Teddy Buckets yeah, like right. I, you know even when Beetle left like all of those guys like you didn't feel like they were saying WVU is a terrible place to be they you felt like they were saying hey I've got this better opportunity yeah but I mean Cottrell yeah, and Bridges I, it, it makes it feel you know, in between that and what Matthew said, and what Oscar's saying, and what Schwebe or what uh, what Culver's said, and now it feels like it's a it's a cancerous place to play basketball. Well, but we're, that's what it feels yeah, like right now. Yes, so it's we're very recent. Like 
I think the problem is you have to like 2019 hugs won 21 games, even 2020, he won 19, you know, we tied for third in a ridiculously tough big 12 conference, both of those seasons. So it's not sunshine and kittens by any matter of the, by any stretch of the imagination. But I think even when what I'm, I guess what I'm, the point I'm trying to make is even when things are good, even when things are serviceable, even when things are pretty good, 20 plus wins, it just doesn't feel great. Like the culture doesn't feel great. Right. So then when, when you right. have one of these seasons where the wheels just fly off after like the first 13 games, it feels horrible. It feels like Mariana's trench terrible, right? So, and on top of everything else, Scooty, like Huggins's demeanor in general is very much like a very aloof, kind of like you know that's his thing anyways and so now it makes it even worse when huggins like can I, can I throw something else into the mix here because uh, i think this might be the answer or the reason for for you guys and your emotions right so being the the one outsider i'm not emotional you think i'm emotional <laughs> being, i'm not emotional being about the this. one outsider being somebody from not from the state of west virginia and having grown up somewhere totally far away the land of Connecticut. Well, it feels different for you guys in the sense that <laughs> New York's fried ham hat. <laughs> you enough of that. <laughs> you guys have been born and bred, and WVU's all you've ever known. That was your pro team. That's what you followed. You knew all the backstories and all the players growing up. It's and it's. Um, you could drive up and down my street and I would say of the 20 houses on my street, uh, 13 to 15 of them probably have some sort of WVU flag paraphernalia, Paraphernalia. something. Yeah. Right. So when the place that you have ingrained as part of your life and, and part of your way of being is seen as a problem, people get really like, Emotion, not emotional, but get really affected by that, right? So it, it hits you guys a little bit different. You know, growing up in Connecticut, if UConn had a problem, we had uh, Kevin Ali had a couple of bad seasons there. Um, I don't think people in Connecticut could care one way or the other. They weren't feeling it like, like we are in West Virginia and you guys are as native West Virginians. It's a different feeling. And, and I think that that also adds to some of the vitriol we see on Twitter, right? Because a lot of the people that are on WVU Twitter have a very close connection to the state or the school or both. Yeah. And so we see a lot of that emotion coming back and forth. Now, what we aren't seeing a lot of is what we like to think we feel in the sense that we're not seeing a lot of attention on Shane Lyons. We're not seeing a lot of necessarily attention on – um, Bob Huggins and his staff are seeing it. It's funny because Huggins has got this cachet where the wins, the uh, the year's service have kind of given him the, um, I guess, the, the mulligan where he can kind of not necessarily have the attention put on him. It's starting to, right? Well, I, I mean, don't think any other program would be allowed to have their coach say, I'll fix it. Like, usually right. he's fixed. Like, he, right. like the fix is and he, even, and he even doesn't an experienced return. coach like um, Bruce Weber, he couldn't say, I'll fix right. this. Right. They tr- see it, Bruce. Take you and your <laughs> weird hair and roll out. <laughs> right. Right. So, like, that's <laughs> right. the thing. Like, we're, we've got this situation where 
Huggins has, for the most part, kind of gotten a pass when things have gone badly, whereas other coaches wouldn't. The difference between football and basketball is, and I think we see it, is more people are critical of Neil Brown and his staff because he doesn't have the panache, yeah, he doesn't have the, right. the cachet that well, that Huggins and has, and he's not one of and he's not one of us yet, right? And he, like, he's got some it. folksy, aw shucks yeah, kind of talk, but he's not. But he's he's not he's, a West Virginian. Huggins is one of us. Like Huggins is a West Virginian, and and Neil Brown isn't Scooty. That's that's the the fact. Well, of how it. do you see how do you see this moving forward though? Because I think to me, there's no like. The situation can be bad, and I can still be a big fan of Bob Hug. Like th- those two things can still be true, you know. I I gotta be yeah, I hear you, but I gotta be honest. Like, how with can you. it move forward? Like, and I don't I don't want to I don't want to get to this point, but I f- I feel like we know there's going to be player changes next year. We know there's going to be new faces, new names. We know there's going to be transfer portal kids coming in or JUCO players coming in. I think I'm going to have a – like, that's great. Like, great. I'm okay with new names. I understand that's how college basketball is now. I'm going to have a hard time if there aren't if there aren't staff changes. I'm really going to have a hard time because there's something else wrong. Well, it's like, – there's You a can't have this happen for right? a couple of years. It's as if they said, hey, the coaches' staff got together a couple of years ago and said, listen, we don't have the talent – that it takes to we don't have the the high end talent that it takes to win in this league. So we're going to do this thing where we press all the time, but because we're going to do that, we've got some athletic guys, we're going to have to make a lot of substitutions. And the guys were like, "Okay, that sounds good. Larry's on board. He's got his little uh, he probably got a little chart somewhere that he keeps. He's he probably like <laughs> hey, Larry, get your little chart. He's probably doing some get sort of practice over, you know, in the mirror or whatever." So then the night before game. Then what ends up happening is, okay, we, we cycle through those players. We do get some high-end players. Yeah. We get a we you get, get a an Nate Oscar. Adrian. You get a we – got, We got, uh, you know oh, – I thought you meant to run the press. Yeah, no, yeah, we did that. So I'm saying we did that press. Thing. Yeah. It worked out, right? It was, it was fairly successful. Right. Kind of became a thing. So then those guys leave, the Tariq Phillips and, and Jonathan Holtons and everything. Yeah. They're gone. Right. And we bring in Deuce and we have um, – Javon and Daxter kind of toward the end and we've got Derek Culver and um, Oscar and it's as if they forgot like hey I know we ran this and we had to keep these substitutions going so let's continue to substitute like we're running press Virginia <laughs> no no I do the substitute I right. still do the substitutions I don't but <laughs> that's what I do you've got high-end talent that you don't really need to substitute any longer so then the high-end talent is like hey man I'm playing seven minutes in the first half, and then I don't come in until the second half where I play 12. Like, that's not fun for anybody, and it has nothing to do with their final. Yeah, that's, what right. I, that's what I'm saying, Scoot. Like, it is it – is, So it there's is, a disconnect, you can, right? You so can bring, why, yeah, why are we doing disconnect. that? It doesn't make any sense. You can bring sense. as many and, players as you want. You can bring – hey, listen, you could have LeBron James and LeBron James Jr. come to Morgantown and play basketball. It doesn't matter if you don't use well, them and, right. And, Guido, don't you think it's interesting when you watch – So I. I, I almost feel like basketball season gets canceled when WVU bows out, right? Because my interest goes down. But I've watched quite a few games here in the tournament, and it's interesting when you turn a game on and you recognize 
head coaches now on the staffs of other teams. Like I don't always know them by name, but I'm like, I'm like, Hey, I know where you're going. That with guy this. used to coach at Providence or, you know, like I'll do these like, Oh yeah, I remember that guy. Or when you have coaches that you used to watch play on the basketball court. Yeah. Like when you, you have a former big East guy who's making some waves in the so NCAA it, it just, March Madness. Like, I feel like hugs being hugs. And like Scoot said, you know, the cachet of, of hugs just what he brings i'm surprised that we don't also see that that's why i bring up the frank martin thing like it seems like it would be a short step to have hugs add you bring know frank martin yeah bring i mean let me ask you this let me ask somebody, you this, i mean john beeline would be a weird thing but bring no, but that'd be bring weird. But frank let me martin. ask you this scooty what about a guy like like and i know you i know you well enough to know like you would be you would love to have a guy like Shaheen Holloway in a heartbeat. on the coaching in a staff. Heartbeat. Give me a guy that's got a little grit. And here's the thing that I love about Shaheen Holloway, right? And it's and it kind of hit me today a little bit because earlier in the week, somebody had tweeted out the starting five from the Big East Championship. Right. And they were all New York, New Jersey guys. Yeah. And that yeah. fits Huggins. That that is Huggins dna right to a t right yeah i mean he is a gritty new york new jersey guy and i know it's hard to recruit that because we're in the big 12 and it's a god forsaken right conference yes that iowa state is our right. rival but uh you asked they asked shaheen holloway hey was your team nervous you know playing against kentucky and you know they had a lot of physical guys and you know you're playing some of these big guys and same with murray state you got a lot of bigger players and he said I got guys from New York and New Jersey. We're not scared of anything. Like that's that's what we're lacking. We don't have that. that edge. It was amazing. We don't have that grit. And to watch Shaheen Holloway on the sideline is fun I, to watch. Yeah, it's the uh, energy is East, just like. And, and here's the thing: this is Scooty. You and I have this, and I mean Johnson has this a little bit too. But you and I have it more. This East Coast bias that you and I have, like you know, East Coast basketball. Those old Big East days. I'm, I'm still going like, to tell you this, and I said this to you guys in the text, and I and I mean this wholeheartedly. The problem we have with our recruiting is we're going after these these uh, AAU JUCO tournament things. Huggins to go along with his DNA, and I know he's getting older. Maybe this is why he's not wanting to do. I don't know why he doesn't do this. I'd go to Rucker Park. I'd go to some of these places in New York City and New Jersey where you find guys that have nothing to lose or looking for an opportunity to get out of where they're at if they can qualify academically i say we need to bring some of those types in because those guys come in hungry they're not scared of anything and they're and they're they're tough they're dogs they're they're ready to go and and that's what we're lacking we've got some guys that we bring in that don't have that and i'm not saying anything negative about the the guys we have on the roster, which are like five, but I'm not saying anything <laughs> negative towards them, but there is something to be said for playing in the New York city league. Yeah. Bob Huggins's best recruited team were when he was in the big East, they were East coast guys. They were those New York city guys. Right. Yeah. But they're in, lacks, they're in, they're in is the problem, right? I mean, there's no, how are you going to convince scoot that kid from Rucker park to check out Ames, Iowa? Like he doesn't well, want to do that. Here's why the thing, right? So the only selling, <laughs> no, why some of the they? selling point is you're going to be playing in the best conference in, in right, college I guess basketball that you could do that. You're, yeah. you're going to be on television every game. True. You're going to be playing in front gotta, of 14,000 people. I mean, I guess people. you really got to pump that aspect you of everything. You got to pump those things up, right? You're going to get a because, lot of frequent flyer right. miles. 
And, and I would say stuff like, listen, you stick with us, you get into our program, you stick with our program, you know, your junior year, I know this is like a far fetch now that the transfer portal's there. Listen, we'll try to get into as many games as we can in, you know, like, like they typically try to get games against, you know, if you're a senior, they try to play in your, or like early season tournaments, like in the, right. Hey, we're going to, we're going to play in Madison square garden in the uh, preseason swing that kind of stuff. Yeah. So, so, you know, that's the thing guys. And this is where I'm at with the whole thing. And, and then we'll take a break and we'll, do some fun you, segments. You feel like you're exhausted. Gonna, I feel like you're this, exhausted. Well, I'm exhausted. I am exhausted. And this has not been a fun segment. And the problem is, guys, is that, you know, in the past, and this is what Scooty was going to say, in the past, as a WVU fan, you've looked at whatever Huggins had. You've looked at whatever was going on in the program. You've looked at whatever's happening with football or whatever. And you saw light at the end of the tunnel. And I'm not saying, I think Graham Harrell's a great hire. I think there are some great things happening on the football Football's side. Football's a mess. Football's a mess. Let's be honest. But, but it's a mess. Yeah, but here's the thing. I and Nick Troy Fortune leaving, and they, you look. So you, it's great. I've started You've done to look some for graduate to you, programs it, because I think I might be able to get into the backfield. Yeah, you've got some eligibility. You, you, yeah, and that's the thing. You look at the football program and you go, "Well, they're trying to do things on the offensive side, but on the other side of the football, the defensive side's falling apart." And so, I think this is the first time in my you know lifetime being a fan being a lover of wvu sports johnson that like i i'm i'm having a hard time digging in i'm having a hard time seeing the light well, at the it end feels of the like I'm it's a hard piling time. on doesn't it it, it feel it feels yes, like more the so, move to the and big I think 12 that the world that we live in today i think social media yeah. the internet it's like all a magnifying glass worse. yeah yes. right it, it's like that that conference move was like okay we're gonna have to get used to that and then in the process now all of this weird transfer portal stuff is piling on. Right. So I, I totally, I totally get it. And Scoot, I agree with you. I think football right now feels like it's a problem. It like it's a big time problem, right? I mean, football, uh, if you're Shane Lyons, you've got to say, you've got to step in. I don't know at what point do you not step in? Cause I, I think at this point, like, okay, you may have said, Hey, listen, we need to do something that's a little bit more exciting on offense. Let's uh, let's reach out and try to like I'll I'll talk to my contacts and see if we can get maybe uh, a conversation with Graham Harrell. Well, or, you know, I wonder like that. though. I I wonder though. Just to add on to your thought, do you think it's flipped? Do you think Mike Carey's like I don't want to be under this Shane Lyons umbrella anymore? I'm out. I think that's Hugs, what it is. Do you think Hugs is like? Whoa, wait a minute. I would have played in any tournament. What's what's this all about? You know, right. like do you think Neil I, Brown's I think like I got guys leaving because of whatever this mystery thing is that's imposed over it's like the you know, what what movie was that where there's like an invisible dome over the town and the people like it feels like now it feels with, with Guido bringing up Shane Lyons, it feels like there's something else at play here. You know, people are t- former players are tweeting like, "Oh, now they're free." You know, like and our and Johnson, I agree with you 100 percent. Like our friends, our friends over at 247 Sports Country Roads Confidential Podcast, Chris Anderson at Chris at CM Anderson 247. He stated this week on their podcast. I listened to it. I listened to their like they did like an emergency <laughs> podcast about what's happening in West Virginia. I listened to it and, and, and they said and Chris Anderson said on the podcast, he said he goes, 
WVU football and WVU sports in general, I think, I, I granted he said football, but I think sports in general is more what he was going over. He goes, there's going to be two things that are going to happen with media access to the program. It's going to be wide open. They're going to try to soften the, the soften the media up, make everybody feel positive and happy, or they're going to shut it all down like Fort Knox because of all the recent bad news and try to spin it on their own. And unfortunately, they decided the latter of those two. And and, and it causes more like suspicion, the, doesn't it? It's like it, it, does. it like completely it well, gives the wrong vibe. It's a mess. It's I a think mess. Neil Brown was a bad it hire. It's a mess, Scooty. I think it's. A, I don't well, know. If I don't it's know. That, though. Yeah, that's, that's what, what I'm I mean. saying. Like, I don't know if it's Neil here? Brown. It's so weird. I, I don't think it's well, Neil Brown. I think it is. But I think that th that's what I'm saying. Like, I don't necessarily think it's Bob Huggins. I don't think it's Neil Brown. I don't. I'm, I don't like, know that it's you don't have. A, here's the thing, Scooty. Like, you are... you run a business. Like, listen, Scooty. Let, let's be honest for a second here. You run a business, right? Like, and at the end of the day, you what? You, uh, and we won't say what your business is, but you have many people who work under you, right? And if all of those people are doing a very bad job at their jobs. They're going to look at you right. as the person who's not leading them, right. as the leader. I now so and so you're the Shane Lyons of your company. I'll use big air quotes. Your your company. So like that's what I'm. That's the point I'm trying to make. Oh, I listen. That, I agree that Shane Lyons probably needs to have somebody put put their thumb down on him, right? So and that's got to be Gordon Gee because I imagine Gordon Gee's the guy that ultimately has the say in Shane or I guess the board of trustees or, or, you know, the boosters or whoever. I mean, this but, episode of the podcast better be named where's Shane, but like, that better be the, the name of this episode. Like, <laughs> right. It is. It's ultimately him, but the coaches are ultimately the problem as far as the players go. Right. So if we're having a problem with keeping players, that falls back on the coaches. That's not coming from Shane Lyons. Like they're not leaving because of Shane Lyons. But you don't know. You say that, Scooty. Well, but I you guess don't my know. question, like, Scoot, would be when when Nick Troy tweets, "I'm officially in the portal," and Parker Moore responds, retweets it, and responds, "Free, like free from what? What do you think he means? Free from what? Free from this invisible Shane staff. Lyons dome or no, whatever? I think it's or the football staff. Free from Coach see, Brown? Like what do you think well, he's I free from?" I'd say I football know. I staff. I think there's something else Maybe, there. Maybe, and See, I, don't, I know. don't know, is it... So, those guys, a lot of times, have more contact with, like, their strength and conditioning staff than they do the actual coaches. So, is it something to do with that? I have no idea. I don't know. I don't know. But it's but weird, I, right? I, it's a, like a, it's, it's a weird, weird. undercurrent it's, right now that... Yes. I don't know. There's something going on. And, I mean, you know, we will be here... It we feels like it's spreading, it. Guido. Before well, we leave, then, though, it, it does. Like the it's Mike like, Carey leaving and not being in the WNIT because of people set to transfer, quote unquote. It feels like something's just spreading through the athletic facility. And I, and I think that's where I have the problem with it, Scooty. And you can say that. You can say it's the football staff. It's Larry Harrison. It's Huggins. It's what? It's Ron Everhart. You can say it's Mike Carey or Craig Carey. I don't know. You can call one of those Careys. I, I don't know. It's, it's it's one of those. But here's the thing I have. We're talking about problems in multiple, multiple oh, departments on of lines, one person's no business. No doubt. It falls on yes. Shane Lines for sure. Scoot, we talk about games. So like that's, not a practice. And, We're and talking about hired, games. And he hired Neil <laughs> Brown. That's why I'm mad about it. And listen, I, but yes, he did hire Neil Brown. And I'm not saying maybe Neil Brown's well, not the right person. he extended Neil Brown. And, but, that's also like that's. 
That was asinine. But here's what I'm saying, Scoot. Like, that's what I haven't been hearing. And that's what I want to hear, you know, Chris Anderson talk about. And that's what well, I want to hear. Ultimately, Mike we're stuck with Neil and everybody Brown because else. Of that's it, what I, right? So if Neil Brown is the issue, we can't get rid of him because <laughs> we've got $24 million right. to not yeah. have to come up with to get rid of you him. Know, that's right. You know, all of them. All, I want to hear all of you guys out there. I know you listen to the podcast. Like, Brad Smith, I know you're listening to the podcast. Shane Lyons is the problem. Like, let's go. Because that's where my pro that's where I'm at on it, guys. Uh, we will not be getting any invites to the Mac donors, <laughs> uh galas or anything like that in the near no, future. I mean, I didn't think we would I mean, I am holding my my uh my hey, thanks for your donation to the fish fry uh, you know, postcard right here. But, but I think the silence, right? That's what you're getting at, Guido. It's like that's what the I'm silence it's, kind it's, of starts to speak either you either you're lost and you don't know what to do or yes. you know what the problem is and you just don't want to yeah. you ain't fixing it you ain't fixing it you're do you you're either you're ex and here and and guys I said this to you this week on text and I didn't want to bring it up on the show WVU and this is and this is a very jaded sort of point of view at it WVU doesn't care like the university doesn't care Shane Lyons doesn't care I don't think Gordon Gee cares because and, and Scooty just said it. There's still people buying WVU flags. You still got people buying WVU T-shirts and whatever. Do they not carry yet? Not What's carry the tipping? yet. What's I'll the tipping point? I mean, I think we were astounded, right, when there's almost 12,000 people in the Coliseum to watch those final basketball games. Right. Do you, like... Is it a 50,000 home crowd in Mountaineer Field or like a 7,000 crowd in the Coliseum? Like, when does it... When, when do they yeah. care? Do they care when there's only 25,000 right. people watching yeah. a WVU yeah, football I game? guess. Right. Do you feel like this episode we should um, we should just play uh, The Sound of Silence? <laughs> A little bit of Simon and Garfunkel. In the background. Hey, everybody, and welcome to Got Your Ears on Radio. Here's some Simon and Garfunkel for you. darkness, my old friend. <laughs> yeah, it's rough. It is, uh, it's a rough situation, guys, but here's what we're going to do. We're, we're, we're good. I know this is a long episode. We're giving you a long episode today because we're going to take a couple weeks off after this because it's been, a, it's been, I, I, listen, I think that everybody would agree. The three of us definitely would. It's been a rough couple of months as a WVU podcast. It's been a podcast. thing. Yeah. It's there been, hasn't been anything good. It's been a thing. Has there? No. What What no, is the most really. positive thing we've had to Tell, talk about? I mean, we Give me beat one good Kansas thing. State in the first round of the conference basketball tournament. I was happy for like 30 minutes. Against a team that basically was laying down yeah, on their You said anything, Scoot. I'm trying to give you something. I yeah. mean, I don't know. <laughs> That's maybe more depressing than anything. I is mean, listening to Kansas, Bruce Kansas Weber State. After the game I know Kansas State was so mad about it. They fired their coach. So I mean, like that should like, go to how now that was so depressing. That's like yeah, oh, poor right? Bruce. I actually felt like I liked Bruce Weber after that game, which is <laughs> worse than being You're playing just happy. With my right? Well, listen, guys, we're gonna take a break. We're gonna come back with a segment with the number one. Uh, game show on a WVU sports podcast. It's a game called Bluff the Fluff. So don't go anywhere. We still got podcasts going. Stay with us. There's more to come. You're listening to Got Your Ears On. Vortech Knives is a West Virginia owned and operated company specializing in high quality steel, fast opening, everyday carrying knives. 
If you go to VortechKnives.com today and use the code G-Y-E-O, you get a 25% discount on your entire order. That's Vortech, V-O-R-T-E-K, Knives.com, a West Virginia-owned and operated company specializing in fast-opening, high-quality, everyday carry knives. Vortech Knives. Got your ears on Guido here along with Scoot and Johnson. Listen, don't forget, look for us online. You can find us on Instagram and Twitter at Got Your Ears. You can also find us on Facebook. Just search Got Your Ears on. And Johnson, we have a website. It's true. It is true. It's a fact. Fact, Guido. We have a website, gotyourearson.com. You can find the latest uh, podcast in blog form with all of our show notes right there in the blog. You can click on the tune in link on the side of the page to listen to the latest show. And you can also click through to the merch store and check out the GYEO merch. So check it all out. Got your ears on.com. Yeah. Just check it out. It's a great place to check be. It it's fun. It's exciting. Just, just check, check it out, man. man. Uh, <laughs> just check it out. All right, guys. Well, listen, every week or not every week, you know, every couple of weeks, every so often we try to do a game show that is pretty awesome. And the people think it is, too, because it has been voted. It is known as the number one game show on a West Virginia University sports podcast. It's a little game we like to call Bluff the Fluffs. Guys, I don't even know what the score is. I think, Johnson, you're leading two to one right now, if I'm correct. Is that right? I b- yes, I believe that is correct. Yeah, we've. it's early in the year. You know, usually football season, we ramp these up and do them every week. During basketball season, they kind of, you know, trickle in. So we've only done a couple this year so far. Right now, Johnson leads two to one. Uh, every week, you know, I, I, you know, I had a problem. I used to write these, but I just, I'm a busy person. Guys, I mean, Scoot, Scoot's, Scoot knows I'm a busy guy. Very busy. So we had to get an intern. This intern, he's a nice fella. He 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 helps us out. He writes, I would submit the best BTF questions to date. He do, he does a great job. Well, our previous writer was just god awful. Whoa, wait, wait. I thought he was pretty good. It's but. tough. It's tough, right? It, and he he tough. brings quality questions scoot like yes. as the fluffs scoot i don't know if you know this but you and i are the fluffs yes you are. like he bluffs us quite often last week i won on knowledge of the internet which was apparently not very much needed to win that game because you and i were bluffed quite a lot so i'm just well, saying usually trying to google the answers to all these questions anyway so i mean he <laughs> writes good questions guido he does write good questions so thanks to cloney the clone dog you can find him online at the brian cloney he is the best writer for a West Virginia University sports podcast game show ever. <laughs> like, there's never been a That's writer. Right. Like, if there That's was right. a, we should actually, guys, you know, we should we should conjure up an award for him. Like, for give this. out awards, like the Bluffies. Would you say he's the, the Pulitzer bluffies. Prize? I like that. The Bluffies. He's he he's like got a lifetime achievement award yes. for the Bluffies. Is that is that what it is? Clone dog. 
Yes, Cloney. Lifetime Achievement Bluffy Award. Are you sure it's not the Fluffies? The Fluffies? <laughs> the Fluffies. <laughs> <laughs> I'll put it, I'll take one of my old ch- childhood, uh, uh, you know, basketball trophies apart and put it together and make a trophy for him. So we'll have to do that. Well, listen, guys, he wrote us one this week, um, and it's kind of interesting. I think it, I'll see how you guys do because his topic this week is general knowledge. <laughs> Okay. Okay. You you have a lot of general knowledge. I do. I feel like uh, he just thought, I've asked a lot of random questions here. Let's just call this general (laughs) knowledge. I mean, we'll see. We'll see what it is. General, general knowledge. As guys, as always, a correct answer is worth five points. A steal is worth 10 points. And final bluff is worth 25 points. During the break, while we were still lamenting about how sad we are about WVU sports, we did randomly flip a coin, and Johnson, you came out on top this week. You get to go first. Nice. All right, here we go. First question about general knowledge is to you, Johnson. Okay. Johnson, the little white boxes used to serve General So's chicken today did not start as boxes for Chinese food. Okay. They were originally used as this to hold oysters, to mail socks to soldiers during World War One, to transport fish from a pet store, or to bring food into space during the Apollo missions. Wow. This is tough general knowledge general question, knowledge. Scoot, right off ah. the bat. Uh-huh. <laughs> okay, uh-huh. so I'm gonna say that they were used to ship socks to soldiers, Guido. I'm sorry, that's incorrect. Scooty for ten points in the steel, where they used to hold oysters, transport fish from pet stores. Or bring food to space during the Apollo missions. Clearly, they were used to transport oysters. That's correct. I don't even know how you knew that. How did you? I know general things. You know I know general, general things. things. I mean, All I right. eliminated a good guess, so I did we'll give him some help. I thought, on for, that. <laughs> I thought for sure Scooty was going to go for the Apollo missions thing. So no way. Congratulations. Scoot gets 10 points on the steal there for general knowledge. And the next question is back to you in 2000, the hit motion picture gladiator general Maximus fought a tiger in the Coliseum. However, in the original script, it called for him to fight what? An ostrich that was on fire, a rhinoceros, his mother-in-law, or five lions, a snake, and one bear. Well, I think uh, any good um, uh, historian would would know that a rhinoceros is the correct answer. <laughs> That's correct. Five <laughs> lions, a snake, and one bear. <laughs> That's like he got he got tired of writing these answers and he's like, What are all the animals I can pick up? I was hoping Scooty would go for an ostrich on fire. Uh, or the mother in law. <laughs> all right, Scooty's got a commanding lead fifteen to nothing over Johnson right now after answering two general knowledge questions. And Johnson, this next question is back to you. Johnson, how many times 
have the Washington Generals beaten the Harlem Globetrotters? Is it zero, one, two, or three? I don't know, but I'm going to say zero. I'm sorry, that's incorrect. Scooty for 10 points and the steal. How many times have the Washington Generals beaten the Harlem Globetrotters? Is it one, two, or three? Uh, I'm going to feel, I feel like twice. Two times. I'm sorry, that's incorrect. The correct answer is three. They've beaten them three times. Really? Wow. How? How how bad would that be if like you brought your son or daughter? Yeah, to see that's the what I was thinking. And they that's, lose to this well, random yeah, that's team, wh- right? That's why I said zero because like c- like come on, man, that's a terrible day at the gym. True story here. Uh, I uh, we had a bootleg version of the Harlem Globetrotters yeah. come for a fundraiser to uh, school. And the Harlem uh, they, Hope they were, or something? <laughs> they like were like what? the Harlem Clowns, oh, okay. I think is what they were called. Right. The Harlem, they showed up in a 15-passenger ba- <laughs> van that was like, uh, it looked rough. So they get it there. Uh, apparently, they showed up with four people. Okay. Um, you you usually play with need five. five. Yeah, okay. Yeah, yes. you play I with mean, five. I was, on the, I was on the competitors oh. team. I was, uh, you were one of the Washington Generals. You were a general? Yes. I was supposed to be a general, if you will, um, because they were short. I don't know how I take this. The law enforcement team was willing to sacrifice me. So I don't know <laughs> if they felt that I was uh, going to hurt their chances. They were like, take or, this guy. Uh, or they felt they felt that I was too good to be on their team. Did you, so you must be a Harlem Did clown. you throw down the thunder on those cops or what? Well, the uh, we won. The Harlem Clowns won. Yeah. Uh, I might have been their best player. Really, that's a problem. That, because I shouldn't be your best player when you're paid to play basketball. True. I feel like. And uh, I'm not. Is there video of this? Is there video? Floating? Uh, there is not, but there is a photo. I think you've thrown. I out think on I have that photo. several times. Yeah. Um, but there is no video. But uh, multiple times did our team try to dunk, and multiple times they could not dunk. <laughs> weren't they all like fifty plus? Like, weren't all of them like over the age of fifty when they were playing? Uh, it was rough. Like it was a rough crew. I don't even know if they were, it was probably much like myself. They were probably just people that the guy picked up along the way and said, listen, I've got a uniform you can fit. Get in the, get in the van. Scooty was a globetrotter. All right, guys. Well, listen, Scooty right now has the lead 15, nothing over Johnson and Scooty. This next question is back to you in March of 2022 dollar general did this for the first time open a chain of Asian grocery stores, prohibit the sale of bazooka gum, open a store in Idaho, or become the exclusive U.S. distributor of clearly Canadian beverages? Um, I will say uh, choice A with the Asian grocery stores. Sorry, that's incorrect. Johnson for 10 points and the steal. Was it prohibit the sale of bazooka gum, open a store in Idaho, or become the exclusive distributor of clearly Canadian beverages? Those clear, fizzy I'm beverages. I'm going to say clear, fizzy beverages. Sorry, that's incorrect. They actually opened a store in Idaho for the first time 
in 2022. So I thought you were going to say they closed the store was going to be one of our options. That's what also threw me off because they don't close. No dollar generals. They just they like multiply they like just a multiply. Right. Like you know, if you cut a dollar general in half, like four more multiply <laughs> right. off of it. They're right. like Hydra. They're like it's like a Hydra. <laughs> All right, so nobody gets an answer there, and uh, we still got you a lead, Scooty. You're still up 15 to nothing, but Johnson, this next question is back to you. In the United States military, the rank of general is the highest achievable commissioned officer rank that can be attained. What is the second highest rank? Is it brigadier general, major general, lieutenant general, or colonel. Ugh. It's hard to concentrate after how hard it was for you to read out that question, Cloney. I don't know what you're trying to do here, but I'm going to say Lieutenant General. That's correct for five points. Lieutenant General is the second highest after General. I would think, don't you feel like a Brigadier General is higher than a kind of, yeah, regular? Me, I feel like Brigadier is like kind of like a, a fancy word. Yeah. Fancy general. I think it's French. <laughs> it's French. Everything's French to Scooty. A brigadier. A general Parker. <laughs> it's only fitting that he went to Notre Dame. Notre Dame. That's French too, right? <laughs> yes, uh, Our Lady. <laughs> All right. Congratulations, Johnson. You got five points, but Scooty still has the lead 15 to 5 over you. And Scooty, this next question is back to you. This is the last question, though, by the way, Scoot, before Final Bluff. You know, kind of important. Yeah. Scooty, the hit CBS TV show, Dukes of Hazard, mm. and its infamous General Lee set the world record during its first show by doing this setting the land speed record for modified factory sedans at 158 miles per hour, crashing 24 cars in one episode. Jumping a record 82 feet in a car or drifting a then record 125 feet around a turn. Ooh, that's a tough one. Hmm. I thought Tom Wopat or Schneider were going to be in here somehow, Scoot, but he didn't got, throw us out. Like no, General Lee. Uh, I'm going to go with the drift because I think the, the jump is the thing that people think about, but I think it's the drift. Sorry, that's incorrect. Okay. Johnson for 10 points and the steal to tie it up going into final bluff. Was it setting a land speed record uh, for modified sedans at 158, crashing 24 cars in one episode, or jumping a record 82 feet in a car? The crashes is enticing, but I'm going to go with the 82 feet. That's correct. Oh. And Johnson ties it up, and he now is with Scooty going into Final Bluff 15 to 15. I love it, guys, when you come down to the Final Bluff all tied up. It's a new game, Scoot. It's it we're 0-0. Zero, zero. That's right. It's an overtime game. Like it's it's time to it's time to put up or shut up, you know? Indeed. <laughs> <laughs> All right, as always, guys, on Final Bluff, it's worth 25 points. We ask you guys to bring your own buzzers to the game. And, Scooty, what do you have for a buzzer for us this week? Little General. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yeah, I think, I mean, I will tell you, it's not in the questions <laughs> Cloney forgot the most important general, I think, of all the generals, didn't he? 
Yeah, it's <laughs> that's right. kind of a miss. It's kind yeah. of a miss. It's kind of a miss he didn't get little general uh, on it. Johnson, what's your buzzer for this week? Teddy Buckets. Teddy Buckets. All right. So two, two Huggins-esque uh, buzzers right there with little general and Teddy Buckets. All right, guys. Here we go. Last question. Final bluff. Worth 25 points. Winner takes all. Shaquille O'Neal, a spokesman for the General Auto Insurance, has a career free throw percentage of this, 42, 52, 63, or 59. Little General. <laughs> All right. Scooty in first with his buzzer. What do you got for Scooty? I believe it was 52%. That's correct. 25 points, and Scooty gets the win over Johnson with 52%. Congratulations, Scooty, on your win. Johnson, so sorry. Scoot, doesn't that seem high? It kind of feels high for Shaq. Like, if you think back to his LSU and just even, you know, pro free throw days it feels like hack a shack i figured it was better than 50 percent, just because i mean i don't know i just felt like he's had a lot of opportunities to get yeah. it above 50 percent. right um it's not good i mean let's <laughs> no, i mean no, it's for a guy that's not. seven foot two or whatever he <laughs> right. was it's yeah. not good no. he could practically reach the rim from the foul line so <laughs> right. that's bad right he's basically just dropping the ball in not really shooting it <laughs> <laughs> but in good news, Scooty, you now tied up two games apiece against you and Johnson and Bluff the Fluffs for 2022. Scooty, you've always said you're never out of it. Well, and I know things. You do know things. I don't know what you know. We've been trying to figure out for years what you know. General things. Right. I know, you I know, know things. general things. All right. Well, listen, guys, we're going to wrap it up for this week. I know it was a rough episode. I feel like we uh, we laid it all a lot out there. I f I feel like guys, we made progress together, I, and we want to be we want to be here for you. We want to be here to help you get through this, whatever this is. We're gonna do it together. We're gonna do it together, but we're gonna do it together by taking a few weeks off, right, guys? Like we need a break. Yes, yes. I think we, I think we all need a break. So we'll be back in a couple of weeks. WVU spring football game is April twenty third. That's one p.m. You can stream that game online. <laughs> there are things you can watch. There's, there's you can see some defenders for you, the first time. Maybe you can see some guys who you've never seen before. We'll all meet the defense together. <laughs> I mean, let's, let's meet the defense. <laughs> Uh, on top of that, guys, don't forget Randy Maisie, and we didn't really talk about it much. Randy Maisie's got a good baseball team going on. I mean, they are 10 and 8. They're still playing over 500 baseball. They had a great series this past weekend um, against the Campbell Camels. They 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 lost two. They won one. They tried to take, you know, the last one. But, um, you know, WVU baseball's doing well, so keep an eye on them. A lot of their games are on ESPN+, Plus, including a game coming up this week against Marshall and a weekend series this coming weekend against Youngstown State. Those are all on ESPN+, Plus, so check them out. We will check back with you guys in a couple of weeks. We'll talk about WVU baseball. We'll talk about whatever's going on with WVU basketball. Hopefully some more has happened or we know more what's going on. I think we know who's staying and going at this point, uh, Johnson, but we will see 
I mean, I, I don't even know what to expect from this team next year, so maybe we'll get some guidance on that. Yeah, it's a curveball right now. Hopefully we know. Hopefully we're done, but maybe not. Yeah. So, guys, listen, definitely check us out online. Keep following us. We tweet all the time, at Got Your Ears On. You can also find us on Instagram the same way, and check us out on Facebook. Just search for It's Got Your Ears On. And we have a website, and Johnson keeps it updated, and he will, throughout all of this craziness, GotYourEarsOn.com. We'll be back in a few weeks, guys. Thanks for listening. We are Got Your Ears On.